Welcome back to the Immersive English Podcast, episode 17. My name is David and I'm your host. The theme of this episode is the dream job. Do dream jobs exist or are they just fantasies? When I was in high school, there was this thing called the Occupational Outlook Handbook. It was a big book full of different careers and some information about each career. It had things like uh, electrical engineer, lawyer, uh, veterinarian, dental hygienist, um, math teacher, things like this. And what you were supposed to do is pick a career, uh, do some research on it, figure out what you had to do in order to make that career a reality for you in your life, and then set upon that path of becoming that thing, whatever it was. Now, I don't know if you had the exact same experience, but I imagine it was similar for you, probably somewhere between the ages of 16 and 18. You were asked to figure out which job you wanted to have as an adult, and then go about pursuing that job. And if you're similar to me, maybe you're not, but it was always difficult for me to choose a job when I was a teenager because they all seemed... I mean, some of the jobs, some of the careers seemed interesting, but none of them seemed like something that I would want to do for the rest of my life. And since I finished school and I entered the, the professional world, I worked in a lot of different capacities. I worked in a veterinary hospital. I worked in a big department store. I worked uh, on a number of different farms. I also worked in a library. I worked as an assistant to an autistic teenager. Um, mostly what I've done, however, since I've been working, is I've taught, and I've taught in elementary schools, I've taught in high schools, I've taught in universities, I've taught in private language schools, and I've also worked in companies where I taught English to the employees. Now, some of these jobs were better than others. None of them would I consider my dream job, and none of them would I even consider something that I would be able to do happily for the rest of my life, or at least uh, and, you know, until I retire when I'm somewhere between the ages of 65 and 70. So I thought it would be interesting to interview people with unconventional and sort of different and intriguing jobs uh, to learn about their stories and their career paths, and also to get their perspective on whether or not they think dream jobs are a real thing. And the first person I interviewed was Matze, who lives in the German state of Bavaria. And I already knew that he was a fisherman and that his job had something to do with fisheries and ecology. And I just wanted to ask him some questions uh, to try and find out whether or not his job is in alignment with his passion for fishing and with his interest in the sustainability of fisheries. Uh, now, just a quick note for returning listeners. As you know, I usually put the listening comprehension questions at the end of each episode. I decided to try um, just putting the, the listening comprehension questions in written form uh, in the show notes, if you listen on iTunes or Spotify or some other platform, and on the homepage, immersoexperiences.com if that's where you listen to the podcast. Um, I'd be interested in your feedback if you prefer 
this form, the written form of the listening comprehension, or if you prefer the way I used to do it um, at the end of each episode. So if you do have feedback or comments, you can send me an email at info at immersoexperiences.com. That's I-M-M-E-R-S-O experiences.com. How old were you when you first started fishing? I was six years old when I started fishing and I was on vacation with my family in France actually. Okay. (laughs) And I was watching the fishermen there at the beach, catching all the fish. Yeah. And I wanted to do that as well. And I convinced my parents to to buy me a rod. And um, for the rest of the vacation, I was just sitting there on the rocks and on the beach and just fishing the whole day through. So when we came back to Germany, I... I convinced my dad to to take the the fishing license exam. You need you didn't you need an exam and a license to go fishing. And even though he didn't want to, <laughs> and he <laughs> wasn't really interested in fishing, he did it for me. Yeah. So go fishing with him. And from that point on, yeah, I was fishing whenever I could. <laughs> uh, how often do you go fishing? Well, it depends on the time I have, but I try to go twice a month. Okay. Yeah. I have like a, a year license for the whole year mm. or a river quite quite near to my house. Okay. I can go there by bike if I want to. That's so, cool. And do you usually eat the fish that you catch? Oh, yeah. All the fish yeah. I catch. Oh, cool. Yeah. It, the the so-called catch and release thing that is practiced widely in England, for example, or other yeah. countries, is forbidden in Bavaria. So oh, every, really? Yeah, every fish that is big enough and um, is outside the its mating season, you have to take it with you. Okay, is that because when you release the fish, it has a pretty high chance of dying afterwards? That is one one point, but the the main aspect is the um, animal yeah. rights. Yeah, because it, it causes the fish some harm, okay. being drilled and being hooked and being right. taken out of the water, and then being released. And um, in Germany, we have these laws for animals that yeah. you must not um, harm any animal without any specific reason and just fishing for fun for the for the drill and then releasing the fish is not accepted as a right as a good reason to do so yeah so that's part of your job right is like you work with like uh fishing regulations in bavaria and things like that what what exactly do you do 
it's very specific and I think I have to explain it a bit. Okay. <laughs> it's not a regular job like you like you can choose in a in a career catalog, I'd say. Um I work at the specialist counseling um for fishery in the district of Lower Bavaria. Mm-hmm. And we are involved in everything that is that concerns fish and that concerns inland waters. Okay. So we whenever there's like on an administration level, there's like an action plan, let's say a hydropower plan is to be installed, mm-hmm. then um, it needs an official like administrative procedure. Okay. And we are involved in that part and we we, we speak for the fish so, mm-hmm. so right. any any aspect in those in those procedures that that concern fish that lands on our desk and we like we give an, an expert opinion yeah. to to what they should consider to 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 re- reduce the damage on fish for right. example. Right. Oh that's cool. So basically yeah like like you said you're essentially you represent the fish. Right. Uh, and I imagine it's a lot of ecology. Yeah. Nature conservation. Yeah. And the, the variety of, of those proceedings is so big. Like I've mentioned um, the the hydropower plants, mm-hmm. but there's some like rainwater on houses, for example. Okay, yeah, like runoff. Rain, yeah, the runoff water. Yeah, yeah. That's the term. The runoff water needs to go somewhere and usually it goes into rivers. Right. And for 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 the, the allowance to, to, to let your runoff water into the river that is being um, heard in front right. of port or something and we give our special opinion on fish and on the the, the ecology of the whole aquatic system yeah give it to them so they they can decide yes we can allow that or under those circumstances we can it allow it then and so on yeah okay that is a big part of our jobs the second uh, big part is the the actual fishing. We do electrofishing, okay, um, to sample the the variety of fish and the fish diversity in a certain lake or a river. Okay, so like you put an electrical charge in the water. Yeah, we have like a generator with which produces electricity and we have like spoon nets and um, we put an electric field into the water and all the fish inside the field the electric field they 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 swim to the to the spoon net and then we we can catch them count them measure them and then put them back into the water and from those um, from those results how big are they? What kind of what kind of fish? And um, we we can we can say a lot about the the river or the water body or the lake. So if there's right. some, some if there aren't enough big fish as there should be, we can say something about that. Or, or the little fish are missing. Then yeah. you know, there's like reproductive uh, errors 
and then we can base our our expert opinion on those on those fishing fishing results. Do you do you like your job? Do you enjoy it? Absolutely, I love it. Yeah, it's the best job I can imagine. So you have a passion for fishing, and you were able to uh, find a job that that corresponds with your passion for fishing. Was there ever a point where you like weren't sure that you were going in this direction? Like, like I guess I'm just wondering like how it happened for you. You're like, I love fishing. I'm going to get a job doing something with fishing. Or at some point, did you start going down a different like career path and realize that it wasn't for you? Or how did it sort of happen? Mm, good question. Well, I've started to study nature conservation. Yeah. Um, as a bachelor's degree, and then a very specialized master's degree. And after the the master, I started working at a small um, like an ecology bureau, I'd say. And um, I liked it, but I eventually quit because it didn't have enough fish in it. <laughs> so okay. I was I was doing a lot with waters and um, very different. Um, I was working on different projects with different subjects on waters, but I was always missing the fish. So then I, I thought, well, I'd like more to work with fish. And I couldn't because there weren't any any projects with fish at that company. Right. So I decided to switch and look for a job that had more to do with fish. And... Um, then eventually I found it and here I am now working for this for the district at my job yeah do you think uh there is such a thing as a dream job does it exist or is that just a fantasy hmm. I think it exists but I think it is different for every person right and I think even with your dream job, you'll have tasks that you don't like, mm. you um, or like periods of time where you don't like it too much, or things could be better. So I think even within your dream job, there can be um, lower times. <laughs> but yeah. I do think that that there is such a thing as a dream job. And I think you should pursue that dream, even though it's 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 maybe less paid or something. Right, right, yeah. It's it's the same with with my job. It's um, I mean, it's okay paid, but like working for I don't know some bigger company or something would be like you you would get more money from that than to work for the for the public. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it's, if, if, if those people who earn more money are like, are happier in their lives. I don't know. What do you say? I think money plays a role. Like you have to have a certain amount of money, right? but like once you reach a certain amount that you don't really need more than that, like I, th I think generally once you get past that threshold, then 
you get more and more money, but you also get more and more stress or unhappiness. Right. Yeah. Right. But I don't know if a dream job exists or not. That's why I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> If you enjoyed this podcast, stay tuned because I'll have at least one more episode, if not two more episodes, uh, continuing this theme of the dream job. And I'll interview a few more people uh, about their jobs and kind of get their opinion on this whole dream job thing. Just a quick note before I sign off if you're looking to improve your English, or if anyone you know is looking to improve their English, I am an experienced English teacher and I give English lessons online via platforms such as Skype.、Um, so, if that's something you might be interested in, you can get in contact with me on my homepage, immersoexperiences.com. That's I M M E R S O experiences.com. There's a contact form there that you can fill out and just send me a quick message saying that you're interested. Other than that, thanks for listening. Take it easy, and I'll talk to you next time.